Yo, what up, though? This your boy, the problem, Isaiah Browner, and you're now listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially in the middle of Ashtabula. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's The Inaugural. Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everlessness Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling Cheers at Gmail. Like I said, this is a review of the inaugural Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament. Already introduced myself, and this week he's back again, Charlie Butters. Yo, I'm back. It's funny that you haven't been on in an episode, but you're you're about to be on the next episode too? Yeah, um, it's weird. Because this episode is being recorded after 299, which was recorded after 300. How you that? Know, it's uh, I, it was uh, it was a day. It was a day. It was a very long day. A good twelve hours, I would say, a little over thirteen. Yeah, twelve to thirteen hours. Cause we had to be there. Well, you didn't have to be there. You chose to be there, which helpful. Uh, had to be there at eleven to help get things set up for sound. We were the first ones for sound to be there, but that, you know, like that kind of thing happens, you know, because normally it happens to me or I'm, I'll want to get there at a certain time and then certain time comes and I'm not there. Sometimes I'm, I may not even left yet. So this time wasn't me, but we set everything up and surprisingly, you know, no, no real audio issues throughout the day. No, everything went pretty well. Um, we got everything figured out. Well, Pat got most everything figured out, and that was uh, that was it. It didn't really take too much after that. So, I mean, it was all kind of us fitting in uh, with whatever. I, I do want to pass along a message right here on the air that uh, Pat Ronald Two Legs did also send a thank you to you. Uh, there was like a group chat that was started with me, him, and Stacy that we started like last week about getting stuff together, and Pat wanted to uh, extend a. A thank you to you as well. Cool. So that's uh, my pleasure. It was uh, it was a fun time. I, I liked hanging out with everybody and doing that kind of shit. So it was, it was a good time. There were four live podcasts. Uh, let me see. Uh, the Wrestling Cheers one, our live podcast. That'll be sometime next week. Actually, no, that would be the yeah. That'll be the regular episode for next week. 
and then episode 299 which is me sitting down at the impromptu after party at the corner bar i don't know if we should say their names because they do kind of get buried earlier here in this episode as well as uh the actual interview but i had a set down bulking season and they actually gave a live taste test of what they thought of their burger unfortunately i didn't get mine till like an hour and a half later yeah the uh, world's best burger uh, was put to the test by uh, a lot of the aiw wrestlers and some of the fans and i think the overall consensus was it was mediocre at best so yeah it was it was an it was an okay burger i, I didn't necessarily hate it i got a double cheeseburger with only ketchup and mustard i probably should have got everything on it except pickles and onions because those are two condiments I i'm not a huge fan of but i like lettuce and i like tomato like if i'm making a burger at a cookout like if tomato is available i definitely put it on if lettuce is available it just depends on my mood but like tomato is a like definite so i just went the easy route in the sense i i got mine late uh long story short i think they forgot to make it because they didn't start making it until after i said something and they went through all the bills to see like what was missed um so I'm, like, I'm just saying that like the owner should have to face Josh Bishop in a one-on-one match and uh, for for falsely promoting that burger. <laughs> and uh, we should just be able to watch Josh Bishop kick his ass. So that's all, that's all I'm saying. Hopefully the owner's not a woman. I mean, you know, Bishop can powerbomb a woman too. It'll be fine. <laughs> to be fair, if, if it is a woman owner, they have to go up against Ziggy. See, she wasn't there to experience this, so I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Ziggy. But but Derek was there, and Derek will, will relay the message. But like with me, like I had the burger like really fresh, like a little too fresh, just like where it's just like the, there's still like a lot of the hot grease still in there. So I don't think I've ever heard too fresh in my life uh, for for a burger. I don't think that's that's a thing, Justin. I, I think you're crazy. Well, what? Like I said, when it's like still a little too hot, like a lot of food you're supposed to let sit for a little while before you eat it. Oh, the hotter, the better, man. I uh, I got my wings. They were nice and hot, fresh out the fryer into the barbecue sauce, and they were really good. Uh, the wings, the wings are pretty decent. I wish I would have for, for 1150 and uh, the mozzarella sticks were OK. I did try some wings because Amanda got uh, garlic parm wings. Like I, they were, they were, they were okay. Didn't hate them. Didn't necessarily love them. I wish I would have tried or at least had one of the barbecue wings just so I knew like where, where they, they lie on like what barbecue sauce they use. Cause like, I'm not a fan of every barbecue sauce out there. That's why I think like the conversation we had that I always go with the mild as in like, yeah, this is how I'm going to taste their, the test of their wings and how, how bad they could potentially be. Because if you like fuck up mild, then I don't want to try anything else you have like mild is kind of a I feel like every mild wing tastes the same like sauce wise now obviously depending on how it's cooked and every other thing like there's there's and like the the chicken it's going to have some differences and that's going to be where I can uh, judge them compared to other places so there was that part of it I, I have yet to look at the audio files for the live interview with bulking season at that after party because there was music going but my experience with those situations is if you're close enough to the microphone and i have the 
settings low enough to where the music will be like, it'll pick up in the background, but it won't be as strong as someone talking directly in the mic. So you, you will be able to hear it. Artie and Chuck were blown away with that fact, but from my experience, I mean, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, it was extremely loud in there. But like I said, our episode, the live of the live podcast will be out next week. Pod Van Dams will be out this week. That will be the episode of the week. Last I knew about at odds is theirs is going to be out before this week's episode. So it should come out before this one. I'm guessing and I'm on that one, actually. Uh, inter- interestingly enough, you are on that one as a live uh Live voicemail, except I was in person. So whatever, whatever you want to call that, we're a little running. And I think the AIW podcast is going to be this week's episode too. Um, I have sent the files off to add odds and AIW for that. And obviously pod Van Dam and wrestling chairs will be in house with me. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So you'll get, you'll get with with the pod Van Dam one, because that was a very ridiculous episode that had, I don't know, like 10 people on it. Oh, I was only told I have to make sure one thing kind of gets edited out, kind of edited out. Just (laughs) I, 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 someone's name can't be mentioned on the show. I'm not going to say who, because that would incriminate what someone would be looking for. But yeah, the, there's going to be someone's name bleeped from the episode. Like if it, happens to pop up and I, th- I think it does so i have to make sure all the references are out of it but other than that like there's nothing getting edited <laughs> like normally too with my editing i take out a lot of silence but with how conversations go in like live settings there's like no need for it like you you kind of the pauses especially with the crowd people are yelling stuff and you can it'll pick up a little bit on the microphone so don't want to like take out too much background noise. I know everybody tu- tuned in to hear uh, podcast tech talk, but that is the live podcast for the day. If you weren't there, you can you will still be able to hear everything. There were some exhibition pre-show matches. I have no record of those because more or less in between. I had I wanted to be out there for every podcast, obviously because I was on one was my show. But just in case something happened with the sound system or the mixer or even there's even I had to do not had to I did a backup recording of everything because if you know anything about me when it comes to podcasting I I'm always afraid something's going to fuck up especially with recording and if one thing fucked up then like granted like people would get the like the crowd would still be able to enjoy it but anybody who was expecting to put these episodes out or whatever episode it would affect would would be fucked so happily kind of like we were saying like there were no real audio issues as well as everything recorded properly on the roadcaster which is was the main recording and then had a my h6 plugged in to the back of the roadcaster just for the backup recording and all that worked out fine so great success in the audio department for the show and kind of getting into the show like for the most part like we we chilled out there by pat um for the whole show and that was a fun experience having uh wrestlers come in and out of there having hearing certain things on like the walkie talkies nothing like uh bad but just just that that communication like simple communication through the headsets which like i said were the walkie talkies uh and then it was it was a party atmosphere not to the level of rager but like hey we're all out there 
we're having fun. We know this is the first time doing this show to this level. And uh, yeah. And we also had, we, I, I talked about on the, on the preview episode about all the vendors that were there. It doesn't sound like a lot of the vendors got business, which is sad. I mean, you can only have so many wrestling toy vendors there and expect to, to, to get business. It, I think this was definitely not as big as last year's, but it still was uh, a lot of fun. Um, they, uh, there's a couple things that I didn't really like. The fact that there was one food vendor, um, was bullshit. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of made sense once you figure out that, you know, it was ran by somebody that was part of the great lakes thing. And obviously if you don't have any competition, you're going to get all the fucking money from that. So, but I was, uh, the fix was in on that, but, um, I think, uh, a side effect of that is like, okay, you have one food vendor. Great. Yeah. You know, they're getting all the money, but I remember at times seeing a line to get said food instead of having said yes. of having options where it's, it's like, Oh, well this person has this that I'm looking for. So I'm going to go over there and get this. Right. And like being able to split that line up. Like there was, I mean, there was one food vendor and then technically not food, food per se, but we had the Italian ice there again this year. So that was, I was happy about that at least. It's like, okay, cool. They were there for like maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and they were gone. They didn't even stick around for most of the show. Like oh, by intermission, they were gone. I did not, I did not realize that. So, and, uh, and then like they were bitching that like they were still announcing them at intermission, but they were already gone. Like they'd been gone for a while. So they weren't even there the whole time. And then like they had the beer tent and they had their food area. That was it. So it was like it was super duper limited on everything. Luckily, I brought my own like drinks and shit. So I'm doing that next year. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that fucking next year. I wasn't a victim of the heat this year. However, little Caden was more. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> we will get into that. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to learn from this year of and it wasn't necessarily like being a victim of the heat or anything. It's just getting a cooler, putting your own drinks in there and then being able to just drink off of there instead of. You know, I was, I bought only one Italian ice for myself. And then I think I bought like between me and Amanda, like five cans of Dr. Pepper. And that's, there was two bucks each. So 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, I, I could have bought a fucking 12 pack. Yeah. Which I, I wouldn't, I bought about other shit. It's just the options they had, Dr. Pepper's. And I was like, yeah, I'll go with that. But nonetheless, uh, I did like this year, even though I didn't really partake in it. It was uh, the video game center. I think that was a hit. Because you had, I believe it was No Mercy on One, mm-hmm. the latest WWE 2K game, mm-hmm. and what popped me, they had a Super Nintendo set up with WWF Raw, because I love that system, and that was my favorite wrestling game on that system that I owned. Uh, and actually seeing people play that, like I have a picture of like all three games being played, and that's like... Yeah, t- I think as soon as you got there, um, Big Dan was, was over there playing N64, so... yeah. That's when I first noticed it. And then like Broner was there watching um, Marino and uh, some people play. So that's a good time. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I think, I think think you said earlier that like last year's was better. Like I think this year, like for all that stuff was better. The only thing better. I'm not saying better. I'm just saying that it was busier. Like they had more people. Like I felt like the, there was a lot, it was packed compared to this year. Whereas this year was, it was still decent, but it was not as heavily, tra- like there wasn't as much foot traffic um, as there could have been. Oh, at least for pre-show, I felt like 
once the actual show hit, a lot more people were there because I, I went down there for intermission and it was it seemed, you know, fairly busy. But I think it's it's getting people there when Gates opened it too. And at least this year there was more of a show of having the live podcast and everything. But at the same time, I don't know how many people were there that listened to one or all of the shows. That, that includes the IW podcast. Cause it's just, I, I don't know the exact metrics of like, obviously everybody else's numbers other than mine, but just, I know like some people just don't have time for podcasts. So they might, they might not necessarily know of any, any of these shows. All right. So it's like, oh, well, these, these podcasts are going to be there. Early. Well, I don't care. So I'm, I'm going to show up. I'm going to make sure I'm there at five because I mean, there were people like showing up all throughout the day. And I think too, like they said, like gates were opening at two. I think they opened before that. Like, I think people were showing up at one thirty, which I think that that was the way to go of have, like, don't have like, okay, gates open at two. And then the first podcast starts at two, which for me, I was like, how how the fuck am I going to do that? Like, okay, now that you like, you, as you're coming in, let me try to get you to like sit down and, and enjoy this show. Like there needs to be some sort of buffer of people walking in to the start of the show. I mean, luckily there was, I mean, they, they did bring in people before two on top of their, uh, they had a, uh, the first match actually started around two. So that gave me a little bit more of a buffer. And I think that was supposed to be a 10 minute match and it turned into like a, almost 20 maybe can't remember I, I just know they they quote went over their time or no it's supposed to be a five minute match and it went like 10 15 which which for me it, it cut into my recording time and i i'll say this about the live show like we were kind of like on a somewhat strict time schedule and i was afraid with how the show was going to go like me to answer asking the question people answering them and all that kind of stuff like we might fucking go over our allotted time we were like we definitely had to supposed to be out before three and i look at my watch uh as we're as like as the podcast was over and it was like 20 till i'm like oh shit okay like <laughs> good we didn't we didn't take as much time as i thought we were and i was afraid we we're gonna get way too close to that no i was keeping an eye man like i i, I had my eye on everything as we were kind of doing it like a bunch of us did like kind of just watching uh, I do want to say that, like, for people that care about the pre-show shit, uh, Riley Rose and Mikey Montgomery had a match uh, over a bottle of sunscreen. Um, <laughs> I With- believe Riley Rose won that, and uh, I got to ring the bell on that match, so I'm pretty happy with myself. Uh, I did a good job ringing the bell. The oh. first match of the show, though... Hold on, uh, hold the, on. The d- hold on. There was also uh, live commentary... <laughs> Over yes, there was the, over the sound system, which AIW hasn't done since I've started coming to AIW. I think it started. They started doing the Smart Mark video commentary like within a year, because I've seen videos from 2011 that did have loudspeaker commentary. But anyway, uh, what was that? Dom and Derek? Uh, no, it was Derek and um. I knew Derek. Derek's the one I remember. I thought Dom was another one, but no, I think Dom showed up a little bit after that. Yeah, Dom wasn't there until right before the show started. It was Dom, or excuse me, it was Derek, and um, should I, I remember Brian Carson was doing some. Um, Broner was sitting there with him watching. Might have been Philly? I don't know. I can't remember. There's a photo of it. Somebody took a photo of it. It's floating around on the internets. Um, yeah, because I, I know there's the Tom Dunn. Yeah, he was sitting there. Yeah, he he's he was sitting there with them, too. Oh, and of course, like the pitcher, whoever's sitting next to fucking Derek is cropped. 
Oh no. I thought it was Dom. But then I, I think I remember Dom Dom showing up a little bit later. Yeah, Dom Dom got in late because he he was down in Tennessee. So Oh, you know who it was? It was um uh never heard of them. Hold on. It was Malcolm Cambridge from members only. Was it Malcolm? Okay. Mm-hmm. He was there. Yep. I think Arthur was there as well. Oh, and and Alberti, Alberti did. I think he Alberti. Was commentary. That's the yeah. one I'm thinking of because I was like, it's it wasn't Malcolm. It's fucking Alberti. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Weird Body won a match. So I mean, it was you know they had a couple, just a couple, but you know some dark matches. I I know I ducked out for the Weird Body match and it had nothing to do with it being Weird Body. It was just like well, you were just trying to get ready because you were literally on right after them. So no, I was on after. Malcolm and not Malcolm, Mikey and Riley, because that was that was the the first one after Wrestling Cheers was the like student showcase drills type thing, and then I thought Weird Body was later, but I thought mm-hmm. Weird Body Weird went Body on. Was he might have been after you? Didn't no. wasn't PVD talking to him? Or the guy that lost, unless that was after the student thing. Because there was, I, I vividly remember, you know, Dom, this like Dom had got here by that point and Dom was like standing in the ring and like they, they sh- did he this. got there during the student thing. Cause that's like where he got there right before it. Cause Derek was going to lead it. Yeah. It was Dom and Derek, like with the students ar- around the ring. And I, at that point, I, I, that's when I was like, I need to get like out of the sun type thing. So I, I know I wasn't around for the weird body match, which was like after all that, because that's, like I said, that's when I was also okay, this is in between podcasts. I'm going to go like cool off, grab a drink. I think, yeah, I think I was, that's when I like went and grabs, uh, you know what? I think you are right. It was, it was after me, but not directly. It was after the student thing. Now, what were you going to say about like the, uh, the other first match? I just, that there was just a couple of matches. That was all I was saying. Well, we've talked enough about uh, a lot of the pre-show stuff. Let's get into the actual tournament. First half was all tournament minus the, uh, what we have, right before intermission and then when we come back from it when we come back championship celebration yes well we'll get to that and then there were three other matches after intermission that were non-tournament and then the final so let's get into the tournament things started off with levi everett versus madman pondo and i will admit earlier on here I was kind of taking the, the lazy approach of like doing the live tweets. So I was like not really moving from my chair, just like, all right, far away from the ring, just taking a picture, need it for my notes. But come to realize at the beginning of this show, yeah, uh, this was on IWTV. Which yeah, uh, Jay Gold kept saying, oh, I'll be able to watch it at five. And it didn't dawn on me for like a good two hours that he kept saying that. And I'm like, wait a second. This wasn't supposed to be on IWTV, but they figured out a way to get it on there. So, yeah, I, I looked back at tweets and I think it was announced by the time we were there. Like we were doing all the podcast stuff when that was announced. So like we yeah. weren't necessarily on Twitter looking at that kind of stuff. But then I, I it was one of those things like something's right in front of you where you're not drawing the lines of like, oh, yeah, the roaming cameraman has like Wi-Fi antennas, which I've noticed has been something they've been doing with live streams. Like, I think if it's not a live stream, they can, you know, edit everything together later, but you need like those antennas, whatever the exact word form is, if I'm not using the right one, but you need that to like, get it to 
for a live mix. And I'm, that's when I was like, oh, son of a bitch. It was right there in front of me the whole time. Because I noticed there was like coffee filters on it. But anyway, what a match to start off with. Levi Everett coming back to Ashtabula. Uh, still hoping for the day that, you know, maybe he's booked on next year's card and we work out a deal where he gets to come out on a horse and buggy. Yeah, I mean, there was horses there earlier in the day kind of doing their thing. So would have been cool for him to come out on one. But and good Lord, could you smell it? I really didn't notice it except for like maybe once or twice throughout the day. I was more worried about the wasps under the stairs. I was worried about the wasps, but every so once while I would just get this whiff of horseshit. But it was definitely like while everything was going on. And then once and not everything, I, everything that was going on with horses there, once that died down and all the horses left, like didn't really necessarily smell anything. But like I said, it, it, it's great to see Levi back again, especially at, at this show and going up against Madman Pondo, guy we haven't seen in a while at AIW. That's my first time seeing him actually live. So, which is, I mean, it's halfway crazy. You've been around for a while, but it's not like he popped up all the time. And the times that he was popping up, you weren't going to every show. No, it was very few shows, like maybe once or twice a year was I going to a show when he was more consistently there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like now that I go to almost every show I can, this was the, the first time I got to see him live. And uh, he got some money stapled to his face and uh, just left it there while he was wrestling and finishing the match. There were some light tubes that were used. That was pretty wild. Uh, he even uh, used... Uh, Levi's churner um that made it look like he was jerking off Levi which in retrospect I'm, I'm really sad we didn't get uh jerk him off chan or something going so <laughs> that's yeah that would have been hilarious yeah or churn his butter or something like that you know so, something funny um let's remember that for next time yeah put that one in the uh the old notebook for next time yeah I want to say the last time we seen Madman Pondo at AIW in a match because there were times after this that he was showed up AIW for you know just kind of to hang out but I want to say it was the last Battle of the Sexes show I think the one that was after Absolution 10 was I think that was Battle of the Sexes 2 I can't remember I know there was there was another Battle of Sexes and I just can't remember if it fell before or after this one might that that one might have been the first one but I'm not looking it up right now but still like no matter what like that it had been like 2015, since we last seen Pondo and AIW. And Pondo halfway, halfway reminds me of Tracy Smothers. Like, the, the only thing, like, he doesn't do the dancing bit and everything, but it's just, like, he's an old-school Southern heel, but there's still, like, portions of the crowd that like him for whatever reason it may be for them. You know, a lot of juggalos obviously like him, and that's fine. But he will try to make you hate him, still. I don't know. Like he kind of, like I said, he kind of reminds me of, the new, uh, of a newer Tracy. I think it's just the old school uh, influence that's kind of making you uh, remember Tracy. And they are from the same area, or at least they used to live in the same area. I don't know exactly where they're both individually from, but what they called home base was the same area. Right. Any uh, thoughts on you know Levi versus Pondo that we haven't touched on? Poor Levi got busted open pretty good. Um, that's about it, man. It was a uh, it was a. Uh, Felt really long for 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 the match that they did. Like there was some really cool stuff in it, but it felt super long for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's just 
I was just tired at that point. <laughs> I don't know. Like the show itself, like got me back into it once we started going, but uh, I, was, I don't know if I was just really tired or what. It just felt really long. Uh, because uh, it was the second longest match on the card. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Not even the main event was uh, as long as Pondo versus... I, th- I think I know why. I think this match accidentally went a little long. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think they were supposed to go that long. So yeah, I pulled up cage match. So yeah, it told me like this match went long. The next match went long. The actually everything in the first half minus two matches went over 10 minutes. And then in the second half, only the main event went past 10 minutes, which if they all would have like cut down a little, the main event could could have been as long as it won, especially when it's a, it was a four way elimination. But yeah, that'll that'll do it. Yeah, it did feel like I said, or like you said, kind of long. Yeah. Um, throughout the night, too, like we, we had uh, where we were sitting in the audio tents. We had guests drop by, and uh, it was a lot of fun to to hear some of them uh, cheer things and, and get into the show and enjoy themselves. So it was, it was a good time. Hearing some of the shit Thorn would yell would be fucking hilarious. Like I was the, the I didn't want to say his name, but yeah, it was Thorn coming over and hanging out and fucking talking shit and 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 watching and getting into it, and it was really fun to watch him uh, watch wrestling. Yeah, everybody likes to watch Tuan. Uh, watching John get into stuff is really funny too. Yeah, because I like because I don't think it's necessarily incriminating. It's not like he's out there just like talking mad shit, but he would say stuff that you would think that oh, like if if you had no idea who he was, you think it's just a fan. So it would right. it would be kind of funny. So yeah, like he was one of the, the the funny ones to sit and listen to, or just I remember him just kind of like walking by as like a wrestler was coming out. I don't remember what he said, but it was definitely like a, like a really fun like heckle uh i remember when what uh, when we get to it later I'll, I'll mention it uh when uh josh bishop was having his uh match there was there was a fun one you know it was uh it was madman pondo pinning levi everett to advance to the finals hardcore legend going into the uh finals of the hardcore tournament let's move on to the next one Derek Dillinger versus Wes Barkley one year to the day after the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament Finals where Bishop, not Bishop, but uh, Wes Barkley came out on top. Derek get his gets his chance at redemption. And uh, we, had, we had a special guest at the audio tent for this one, a very special guest. Yes. Ziggy's dog. Uh, yes. Ziggy's dog, Rupert, was there. Um TSJ, the professional dog walker, uh, had uh, loaned his services out and was taking care of Rupert while Ziggy uh, was doing her thing in the ring. And uh, he got to watch uh, his mom perform, which was adorable, watching Rupert uh, see her and just go crazy. Uh, He was checking everybody out. It was a good time. Rupert really wanted to do a run-in? He did. He very much did. As soon as like he seen Ziggy out there, like he's like, I, I want to go, I want to go. So good thing like she didn't get like attacked in front of us or something because I could only imagine. <laughs> yeah, but I, I liked where we went for this match too because kind of we kind of got two birds with one stone here. First off, kind of jumping over everything, but I, it kind of needs to be mentioned that Derek does win, but 
he did get a little help from the Duke, just kind of distracting Wes, and it helped Derek get more of an advantage. Like it wasn't a, a direct cause of the of the pinfall, but it it helped. So you got Derek getting his revenge from last year, and then you have after the match, uh, you got Wes throws down a challenge for Russell Rager, him versus the Duke in a Texas bull rope match. He called it Mr. Absolution versus Mr. Russell Rager as Wes Barkley is calling himself Mr. Russell Rager. And you know what? I, I, I kind of agree. Be, All right. Uh, be, do you not, do you not agree? No, I, I mean, that's fine. If he wants to call himself that, that's, that's fine. I don't, I don't specifically have anybody specific in mind. I would say is Mr. Mr. Russell Rager, but, if he, if he wants to coin himself that, I, I you know it's tough for grabs. We've had three Russell Ragers since it coming back, so it's basically not counting the first one, correct? Since we've been back, since Russell Rager has been back, oh, because Russell Rager was a originally a one off three day show. Yes, three days of AIW. Um, I know four was the first one I went to, and then five was at that weird place in Parma. That's all I know. Or maybe we've had we've had four. We've had four since, but I think Wes has been been to three, I want to say. But I can vividly remember his matches. And like I think one of the reasons why he's calling himself Mr. Russell Rager is because his fans, the Barkley Nation, like took over those first two times because they were against, if I'm correct, Eddie Kingston and Filthy Tom Lawler. So these I think in four he he definitely I think that was Lawler. Four was Lawler. I think it was a tag match because I believe Gage was in that match as well. Because I remember Gage going after Gage and Lawler going after Barkley Nation post match. Uh, okay, okay. I'm just remembering Filthy Tom being in the ring when the beer was thrown that I caught, and it was because of the Barkley Nation. Right. But you saying tag team match does kind of ring a bell as I'm pulling. Yes, you are right. But nonetheless, it's it was the Barkley Nation, those people that we know that are the, you know, Barkley fans. Because I'm granted they, they were Rip City shooter fans, hundred percent. But it was the it's the people that we know, like some of Wes's family was involved in it. So I him calling himself Mr. Wrestle Rager, you know, I'm I'm kind of buying it. And then we go into like last year too of the main event match. So yeah, I'm if we were going to call anybody Mr. Wrestle Rager, it would be him. I think there's one other person that could have been called that, but they have since been canceled and we don't see it shows anymore. So now it's Wes Barkley. And if you technically want to get down to it, how many people call themselves Mr. Absolution too? Fucking Duke, Donst, Gargano. I think those are the main three. Anyway, thought- I don't know, man. I kind of kind of feel like Tom Waller might have a better claim to being Mr. Apps or Mr. Russell Rager, considering he's won uh, the main event of the last two, whereas Wes Barkley was on the losing end of the last two. I don't know. It's just me, though. Well, like I said, I really don't care if he wants to call himself that. That's we're really getting in the weeds here for, for you know, a whole lot of nothing. So but the uh, that match being set up is awesome. So uh, that'll be the continuation of the Duke and Wes Barkley food, which is uh been interesting so far something i wanted to bring up too um i don't know if you noticed i i didn't notice it uh at the uh, absolution show um but it was mentioned that like in duke's throne there was the uh infinity gems did you notice that i did not notice it but i first heard about it on at odds 
and then hearing which people potentially have heard by now it does get mentioned on the card is going to change that um that was pedro's doing mm-hmm. because well, obviously you know this but everybody else might not uh it was pedro's doing because it was san diego comic-con weekend and normally the duke goes and i think this was potentially his first year in a long time not going so it was like a nod to that but no i did not notice that it to me like i was more overwhelmed of it was a combination of wrestlemania 9 especially with the painting like the 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 walls and everything right but also kind of macho king so like i was really excited about like that aspect of it right so i i overlook that but yeah any other thoughts on that match uh no well i already mentioned it but i'll just i'll just say it again that uh Derek got the pin for the win and advances to the finals of the tournament let's move on to the next one Ultraman is black versus nightmare freddy a lot happened in this match whether it be the match itself stuff uh not in the match that kind of ended up becoming in the match kind of like what we alluded to earlier uh a lot of crazy shit but this this was a match i was looking forward to because you know ultraman is black isn't necessarily like a death match or hardcore wrestler same thing with nightmare freddy i felt like we would see something different a lot more just brawling with this match which perfectly fine which there was there was a lot of brawling in, in the the west Derek match if i'm correct yeah there was uh quite a bit of old school hardcore um thrown in here too so like if anybody is gonna see like one match from this show i think it's this match that you need to watch uh this match is like just the most bizarre out of left field entertaining thing that you can possibly see on a wrestling show and we can, can we say like just shout out to doug gilbert for being his age wrestling and not only that mask but that long sleeve sweatshirt in uh in the middle of the summer in in the sun two matches too like hats off to that dude yeah yeah that's uh that's super impressive like everybody that went out there and wrestled two matches in that heat um it wasn't even super hot but just being in the sun and stuff like that it was it, it was took its toll like i do not envy them and like i said with with nightmare freddy you got to add on that mask and right. that that sweatshirt's like you're just adding to oh all the neck flaps were open for that <laughs> <laughs> i think they just happen to like pop up i don't think he reached in there's like fuck this like popping them out because i think both times he came out neck flaps are in just after some movement and a little bit in the match yeah neck flaps were out but we talked about something earlier kind of hinting at it um charlie was not the victim of the sun this year no it was not i came prepared this year it was good old friend caden and we watched him like fairly early in this match like maybe within like a couple minutes like he runs over to this particular trash can and throws up literally maybe who because this match didn't go very long uh i think it was before the match it was like towards the end of the last one that that, that he got sick i thought it was at the beginning of this one but anyway like early at the beginning nonetheless halfway through this match freaking nightmare freddy and ultramanus black are brawling and nightmare freddy throws ultramanus black into the same trash can that caden just threw up in like 
I don't think anybody else threw anything in there in between. It goes right into it. And you just see, or for all of us that were in this tent, like we were all just kind of like, because we knew what what was in there. And just, you, you then hear Caden. I don't know if it comes up on the broadcast, but you hear him go like, I'm sorry, Ultraman is black. <laughs> Nonetheless, a very fun match. I love to see Ultraman has come back to AIW again. It's been, God, that's another guy we haven't seen in maybe a little over a decade. Not a little over, but a little under a decade, I mean. It's been like 20, I want to say 2012, maybe 2013. Any other thoughts on the match? Uh, no, other than um, the finish to the match was gruesome. Um, there's a photo floating around out on the uh, Twitter of it, and uh, it was wild to see live, like, once you saw the what happened, and then, like, to see the aftermath was was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was Nightmare Freddy, which is great. Nightmare Freddy getting the win with a sleeper. But there was there was a nice uh what do you want to call that? Uh the knives claw slash, man. Claw slash claw I was gonna, slash. Yeah, claw slash right across uh Ultramanus black stomach. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Last of our first round matches, Kaplan versus Hoodfoot, a rematch from the winchester and if, if i'm correct this is, is this hoodfoot's first match back i have no idea i thought he wrestled since uh his arm got messed up but he he was definitely the most covered person uh i'd say almost of uh the tournament um and he didn't do he didn't do anything super crazy so he was being being relatively safe with with everything so but Still had to face uh, Kaplan, so yeah, I don't got I don't got many thoughts on this one, but it was uh, Kaplan pinning Hoodfoot for the win. Uh, also, side note: uh, the last time that Ultramentus Black was in AIW was in um, 2014. Jaylit, Jaylit we- weekend, yeah, yeah. I was thinking when he was champion, and then I I knew there was another time, and as soon as you said it, I know he was in a match with. I want to say Veda and Fontaine. He had a, on night one, he had a no DQ match with the late Danny Havoc. And then on night two, he teamed with Colin Delaney, Marion Fontaine, and Veda Scott to defeat Gregory Iron and the Iron Curtain. Okay. Colin was the only one I didn't remember, but I like there's a picture in my head of Veda and Ultramanus Black in the ring. Can't remember before or after the match, but like just them being there. Somewhere Orange Flaccity is yelling that uh, Colin is the only one you should remember from that uh, match. So, Very true. <laughs> but yeah, not much else to say about uh, Cap Daddy and uh, uh, the uh, man known as Hoodfoot. Um, it's good to see Hoodfoot back. Um, I personally don't think he should be. He should, after, I just never thought he should do hardcore. Like He was always just a big dude that get away with just like straight wrestling um but he wanted to do hardcore so uh unfortunately for him he got matched up against kaplan in the first round and kaplan didn't come to lose so all right let's move on to the last match of the first half well we didn't know it was a match at first but out came bulking season for a championship celebration as the new aiw tag team champions then uh we end up getting 
the Bitcoin boys with the Duke out to uh, interrupt. And, you know, there, there's a good back and forth type stuff. Easier to go back and watch uh, watch it on IWTV. But it ends up leading to the Bitcoin boys and the Duke attacking bulking season. But out comes Bushwhacker Luke to help. This then turns into a six-man tag match that was approved by John Thorne and Matt Wadsworth, both giving a thumbs up. A big shout out to the Duke for giving me a dodgeball reference because he said, fuck you, Chuck Norris. I think someone around us was like, I don't get it. I'm like, dodgeball. Right. But yeah, um, kind of what you expect here. There was a little bit of comedy. uh, Bushwhacker Luke eating ass, you know, just regular stuff you'd expect. Mikey showing ass. Yeah. Before the match, we did have a, a reference to Mikey's hog. Oh, yeah. I, I think one of my favorite parts was right after Bushwhacker Luke bit Mikey's ass or pulled down his pants and bit Mikey's ass. Duke turns around and starts yelling, where's Chris Hansen? <laughs> Which are you saying Mikey is underage? That's that's what uh, I got from I, it. I may have said uh, I may have screamed that he should turn around and bite the other side now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a lasting memory if one of the bushwhackers bites your hog. Um, just saying. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I I know the 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 bushwhackers licked your head when you were young, but you know what bushwhacker Luke did to me? <laughs> I don't remember the exact ending. Uh, I was I was I think I was halfway distracted, but it was a uh, bulking season. Bushwhacker Luke getting the win. Something that you'll. <laughs> You'll hear on and Bushwhacker Luke took uh, a group of kids, including Caden, uh, to do the uh, the bushwalk, uh, the bushwhacker dance around the ring. <laughs> One thing you're going to hear in uh, next week's episode, and it's it's kind of mentioned. I'm, I want to find a, a picture from 2019 of this, but like th- think about this: beginning of this match before Bushwhacker Luke comes out, you have bulking season and Bitcoin boys in the ring. This was the student debut match of 2019. So all four in the ring at Goldhorn Brewery, I think it was. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Couldn't exactly remember the name, but Goldhorn was the one sticking out. I wasn't sure if I was right. But nonetheless, they all debuted in that match. They were all singles competitors. They were all, you know, babies in the industry. They hadn't necessarily had their their character filled out or, you know, developed to especially to the extent they are today. And here we are arguably two of the best tag teams in AIW Mm -hmm. bulking season. Definitely. They are the champions, but you know, if you were to say who's number two, you could make, you know, a a reason for a lot of these tag teams. And I think one of them is the Bitcoin boys. And if there's anybody that's going to beat or has a really good potential of beating bulking season, it is Bitcoin boys. And there, there is that story for me written there where all four of these men, you know, debut together and here they are in this whatever championship match would be uh chuck fox arthur socks all right after this we went to intermission and we came back with a fucking banger tim donst versus dan champion versus dominic Guarini versus philly collins versus big twan tucker versus isaiah broner and uh the previous day, Philly had uh, called out Isaiah Browner, and uh, he then ran 
continuously throughout this match away from Isaiah Broner. So, so like, hopefully we do see Broner versus Philly and Jaylet. Hopefully, opening round match, uh, semifinals match for finals. Give, give us, give us one of them. Because <laughs> if it were like the finals, because if if I'm correct, obviously first round one on one, one fall. Second round four way one fall, but the last round's a triple threat elimination. So if you manage to get those two in the finals, you can't avoid Broner. You have to go up against him one way or another, unless the other person in that match beats Broner for you. And looking at his track history, I I, I don't think that's going to be likely, but we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. This match did not last very long. Everybody got dusty. Uh, everybody got dirty. It is literally the second shortest match on the card by only three seconds. <laughs> but yeah, this was, uh, I felt like this was a halfway Isaiah Broner showcase match. Here he, he goes up against Tim Donst, a guy who at one point was kind of a standard in AIW. Dominic Greeny, obviously, like we know, we know his pedigree and what he means to the company Philly uh everything that happened with Gopher Broke he was one of the ones that had a fairly good showing he did get a you know championship match last year for the title and obviously you know decorated tag team champion Big Dan he's Big Dan I, I do love Big Dan I hope he I hope, I hope he's another guy we see we see more of an AIW uh, and he was fun to have around as a whole but then also Big Twan who's kind of you know, trying to make an, a name for himself again in AIW and then fucking Broner, like uh, a hoss scramble. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was announced as that. No, it's not on cage match of that, but it, it's kind of what it was. I mean, I'll be real surprised if uh, we don't see Broner Bishop by the end of the year. So, yeah, you know, I got I got something I want to see. It has nothing to do with Broner. What if Tim Donst? challenge for the Haas boot and he wins and because Don's boots are so old he starts wearing it in his match because there's no duct tape on it I think it'd be great <laughs> that's ridiculous but you gotta admit that's great sure I'll, I'll admit it this one time that, that it, it's great picture, <laughs> picture Don's winning and like putting on the boot now he has one fucking boot with duct tape and the other one is the Haas boot yeah, I got I got nothing else to say about this except for, you know, fucking Broner kick fucking ass. Hit that Larry and got the three. And as his hand's getting raised, the picture that I have, he's staring at Philly, who's just standing outside of the ring looking at him. Let's move on to the next one. Casey Carrington versus Riley Rose. And this is the shortest match of the evening. I had I had nothing much to say here except for they, they did kind of play on this thing that Riley Rose got injured one year ago at this show. I don't think he got hurt per se at this show. It seemed like it, but might've been a part of the show. Right. But I, I, I kind of like that for Riley, a little bit of sympathy. I mean, do you got anything else to say on this match? Not really. No. Uh, sorry guys. It was uh, Casey Carrington picking up the win over Riley Rose via referee stoppage. Let's move on to the next one. Marino Tanaglia versus Joshua Bishop for the AIW Absolute and Intense Championships. I do like what I've been seeing out of PME, of uh, them being on 
live podcast, the, the work that they did here on this show. Uh, I think Marino is a tough competitor and I do, I do like how he can come off as a dick. Any, any thoughts on this match? Uh, this was like a little nice little showcase of, of uh, you know, Bishop actually doing some just regular wrestling yeah. and uh, he looked impressive, but the, the, the big thing for this match is what happened post-match, not even the match yeah, itself. Yeah, well, that's that's, so. that's what, what we get to. I'll just make sure everything we got in the match right now before we move on to kind of... So Bishop hit a powerbomb, and then he hit like a running, sliding elbow to finish. And I don't know if you even really need that elbow. I think the powerbomb's pretty much enough. Uh, but I'm curious uh, if that's going to start being a more common thing with him to, to throw that in. Could be. This could have been like just a show to test it out. True. We'll find out a rager. But Joshua Bishop pinned Marino Tanaglia to retain the AAW Absolute and Intense Championships. But Joshua Bishop, after the match, announced that he is dropping the Intense Championship and it will be up for grabs at JLIT 2022. So this, this is a little interesting. It kind of changes where we thought things would go. I, I was told when this, as that happened, I, I was told now stop bitching. <laughs> <laughs> so I will no longer, I will never bitch about it again. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> so now, um, vacant is holding two titles in AIW. Well, no, technically Shane is still the one, but yeah, the intense titles vacant. Up for grabs at JLIT. Curious to see where we'll go there. I think think I know where we're going, but I think the finals could be very interesting. You put the right three people in the finals to where I'm like, I'm sitting at my seat going, I don't know who the fuck's going to win. And I can think of a few people that could be in that match and it would fit perfectly. But we won't get into that right now. Thoughts on Bishop dropping the intense championship besides uh, stop bitching about it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we've talked about it and like gone over it ad nauseum for the last year, uh, or more. And, uh, we're finally at that point where it's finally happened. Uh, obviously the most sense makes, uh, you know, put it in the jailet. Uh, if you've been paying attention to certain storylines, uh, I think they're going to play out, uh, pretty interestingly going into JLIT, uh, which is going to make it can't miss. Um, I'm still contemplating how I'm going to, uh, to work my JLIT weekend out. If I'm going to just uh, come for night two, or if I'm going to be there for both nights, I don't know yet. I haven't decided yet. Do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of, it's hard to do. Uh, the, the Friday shows without calling off and being able to just like sleep for a chunk of the day, uh, getting up at four thirty and then trying to go to wrestling. Uh, yeah, pretty tired on the way home, and it's it's pretty sketchy. So, sell feet pictures for money. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm really thinking I'm just gonna do night two. I think that's gonna be the more fun night. So, and you're gonna sell more, feet pictures for money. I don't. I'm not gonna have to do that. I can just just come tonight night two and be okay so so if you want charlie's feet pictures for money you can uh dm him at charlie underscore butters or at iwtv guide warning yeah you might get someone else on that one 
and his toenails are painted. So, so if you're into that, there you go. All right, let's move on to the main event. The finals of the inaugural Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament. Derek Dillinger versus Madman Pondo versus Kaplan versus Nightmare Freddy. And this was elimination. It wasn't announced. But the way things work in AIW, this actually made sense. Because I think, like I said, I think Jay Litt's the same way. Yeah. Um, let's. I'll, I'm, I'm going to just go at it like this. And I, I think this happened first two in the right order. Nightmare Freddy eliminated Madman Pondo and Derek Dillinger eliminated Nightmare Freddy. So right out of the way, we get the two people who aren't, I'm not expecting to be at Wrestle Rager, like out of the picture. So good. And we're down to easily the two of the, the people that you would figure are going to win. Kaplan and Derek Dillinger. Kaplan one year ago, you know, gets ran over by the U-Haul. And Derek Dillinger, like I, I mentioned one year ago, the night before this show, gets loses to Wes Barkley. And we, this is where we start the second place argument or story. So let's let's be fair. Kaplan was not run over by the U-Haul. He was just hit by it, which a little bit different, um, but still crazy thing to see happen live. Uh, and then Bishop jumped off the top of the U-Haul onto him through some some tables. Um, Bishop is an insane person. Um, I'm glad he bowed out of the tournament because I think this could have been a lot worse um, in the finals. Uh, but Derek and Kaplan uh, did a pretty good job with uh, just brawling and being crazy and uh, doing what they needed to do in this match. And uh, now it uh, unfortunately didn't work out uh, the way I wanted it to, but I was still happy with the outcome. We had Kaplan pinning Derek. So once again, Derek is second place. And also, uh, we do got to kind of got to mention that Ziggy helped out Derek to get the final pinfall, but Bill Alfonso would not count it. Yeah, this kind of harkens back to the feud with um, Matthew Justice and Derek, which we still have not gotten that third match of. Uh, so that kind of came into play, which was kind of interesting. Um, it's instantly where my mind went with it. And I'm like, oh, see, exactly. Fucking. Fonzie's going to screw him now because of that feud not being over. And it's like, oh, he kind of made his own bed in that one because you know, have so many feuds going at once. Shit like that can happen. So maybe at Rager, we'll finally get that tag match. Uh, that or uh, down the road, we just get that final, final one on one. That too. So yeah, lots of potential there for that feud to heat back up uh, post J lit. So see what happens. So Kaplan now gets a shot at any AIW championship he wants at Wrestle Rager. The funny thing is any match he wants. That's true. Why did I put championship? I think that was the original discussion, but then it was kind of turned to any match he can dream up of. But I think it's because which granted I corrected people before me like, ah, he gets any match he wants once, but like everybody kept saying, Well, why wouldn't you go for a championship match? And I was like, Well, that's true. Uh, well, I mean, now he's the hardcore champion, so oh, no, no. maybe he doesn't need it, need that belt. True, true, true. That's that's uh, the other point of it, that he basically said that, you know, he's going to defend this title now. And said he, all challengers. And uh, we kind of tried to egg on Twan to go challenge him, but he wouldn't. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I, I know what I, I need to see now. I need to see title for title. Kaplan versus the Duke. <laughs> to be great. 
get uh, Kaplan's revenge from uh, getting screwed out of the boot, and he can be a he could be a double champion of you now. <laughs> he can walk around with the boot. But um, yeah, that, that was uh, that was the end of the show. Happy to see Kaplan um, pick up that win, and still we're waiting on Derek to uh, finally win one. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um, I'll check out my other podcast if you catch my grift. Uh, we just did an episode um, on the terrible prison system, um, discussing like um, the company that basically uh, does the food for prison systems and all kinds of scummy shit that they're into. Um, so that should be out. Hopefully by the time um, or shortly after when this comes out. Uh, also, IWTV Guide is on its sixth season and um, they're reviewing Paradigm Pro Wrestling Heavy Hitters 2. And I believe that they have a special guest on this week. Uh, one, uh, we know him as Coach, but uh, he's on Twitter as Porter O'Shea. Um, so that'll be interesting. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. Do not DM me for feed picks. <laughs> do not listen to him. He's, he's, he's trying to do uh, reverse sub- psychology. Reverse psychology. Yes, I was going to say I was going to say subliminal advertising, but no, yeah, he's trying to do reverse psychology to uh, get you to break the rules and ask for uh, for you to ask for feed picks. So. <laughs> I, th- I heard you might get some uh, pretty good feet picks at jgold12 on Twitter. <laughs> that I have heard, uh, and I believe that is correct. But, of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, which I can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, Earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mics, X Over Podcast, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use Promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And we'll see you later, Pally. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet, praying in your day, in the middle of the week, and you gotta love the show, yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast, talking wrestling in Ohio, finishing a cold one, take a load off, we ain't all about the prohibition like Josh, so we cheers. 
And then we sit back mm -hmm. Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp mm -hmm. Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold mm -hmm. Wrestling cheers is coming to a close mm -hmm. The number one podcast going in the game mm -hmm. And one day everybody's gonna know the name mm -hmm. It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week